Alrighty. In our last segment, uh, we heard from two public school students about last week's school walkouts. And in a moment, we're going to hear from Jonathan Soto. He's a public school parent activist and former aide to Cong- Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And he is now running for a state assembly seat in East Bronx as a champion of ending mayoral control of New York City schools, which can only be done by the state legislature in Albany. His opponent in District 82, Michael Benedetto, uh, happens to be the chair of the Assembly's Education Committee. Jonathan, welcome to 99.5 FM. Thank you so much, John. And last year I became a WBAI buddy, and I encourage everyone to do the same. We're fighting for community control, but also supporting community radio. So I'm very uh, thankful for the opportunity to be here with you. Awesome. Thank you for doing that, and thank you for urging others as well. Uh, So... Uh, Can you tell us more about why you have put public education and ending mayoral control of New York City's public schools at the center of your campaign? And also your reaction uh, to the news today uh, that Governor Kathy Hochul uh, uh, plans to back uh, extending mayoral control in New York City for another four years, uh, basically for the the entirety of uh, Eric Adams' uh, first uh, term as mayor. If you see the people making decisions around our education, none of the people, whether it's the governor who today advocated for a four-year extension or the mayor um, who doesn't have public school children in the system or Benedetto um, who doesn't have public school children in the system, you know, we have representative politics that no longer work for us. And if you've heard from Permisha and Chiara uh, from Mott Hall 5 here in the Bronx, Uh, outlined the lack of control, the lack of determination or self-determination students are feeling as a public school parent. Uh, My daughter contracted COVID last week uh, and my partner, wife, is immunocompromised. And when putting the dots together, I saw, wow, mayoral control of schools is a form of mayoral tyranny uh, where the mayor Uh, shoved and threw kids into the public school system um, in the beginning of this year. And I believe he did it in order to justify the business community from doing the same to their workers. And it's very upsetting to see that people forgot that prior to mayor control implemented and bought by Mayor Bloomberg in 2002, public school parents could exercise self-determination and exercise political pressure on the system. We saw our neighbors who were undocumented had the opportunity to engage civically and also run for school elections. We saw examples of community control in Brooklyn in the 60s, led by amazing pedagogy and communities that will serve determining. And that was all taken away. The argument, which is based on fear mongering, is that lots of corruption in the system. There was decentralized process. So let's give this billionaire, Bloomberg, the power to take our schools away from us. And I know that mayor control is going to get reauthorized this year. There's 100% sure it's going to get reauthorized. But the reason why I'm running is to make sure that authorization becomes shorter every single time until we finally eliminate mayoral control. If the Democrats saw what happened in Virginia in the recent statewide elections, we saw a public parent constituency revolutionized and the Republicans as they do because they have better messaging and branding than the Democrats, 
they flipped the state. My argument is that that very same energy exists in the New York City public school system. But because we have an anti-democratic, we have a tyrannical system that doesn't allow us to express political power, then that political power gets stagnated and can't express itself. Now, And when you say we, uh, we have a similar energy here, you, you're saying, saying that, but that that energy is coming from a more pro- progressive direction than Virginia is, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that the public school parents here and teachers have seen that we don't have the ability to self-determine. So when we see organizing with public school parents and teachers and community members locally, there's huge potential. I, I think radical potential to be able to create a system which I'm advocating for municipal and community control, where we have the city council, public advocate, controller, exercise more authority and oversight over the administration of the school system, I will grant that centralizing operations through the mayor's office um, and through the DOE makes sense. We need some efficiency and efficiency is good. However, there is total lack of oversight. We have a $38 billion education budget in the DOE. It's larger than several states and six times that of the NYPD. 6.2. And we don't see the results because of mayoral control. The mayor siphons the money away to contractors and donors that have such scale when it comes to a toilet paper contract or a contract for lockers or a education curriculum that does not represent the needs of the community and has become a way for mayoral donors to siphon money away from parents, schools, and community members. And that's what we're fighting to end mayoral control as we know it. It's going to get reauthorized. However, my goal is that once we get into Albany, we'll be able to chip away at it so that within the next five years, we could end it once and for all. And you're running uh, as a socialist uh, um, against your incumbent opponent, uh, how how does your identity as a socialist inform your position on on this issue and other issues that you're running on? Sure. So I I, I call myself a liberationist socialist. Um, you know, faith is very important to me, uh-huh. and I think for me, when you look at the teachings of of Jesus, for example, uh, uh, the the preferential option for the poor, uh, the undoing of systems and abolishing the systems that harm, and an investment towards healing a redistribution of of wealth to those that are directly impacted. That's how I identify my practice as a socialist, that people who are directly impacted and whose lived experiences are the ones that should be determining what the system looks like. It's very paternalistic and it's very, I would say, authoritarian uh, to have people and politicians determine the outcomes of schools. Our Political system is based on co-equal representation of three branches. However, we've seen today with the governor's statement and with the mayor's um, disposition that the executive branch wants too much power. We've had the executive branch expand its power over the legislature, which is supposed to be the voice of the people. So that's why I think it's critically important as a socialist uh, to understand that the path towards eliminating these injustices is start bringing some more balance, some more power to the legislature and taking it away from the executive. Because I think we're approaching a system um, that lends itself, especially as we saw in this country, uh, Mm -hmm. where the executive branch um, 
just a couple of years ago uh, with Trump became uh, somewhat fascist. And I am very concerned about the massive expansion of military power, of executive power, and less and less control that directly impacted people have within their domain, as we feel public school parents, teachers, and students feel as it relates to public school. It's all interconnected. And I believe that my perspective um, as a, I'll say, liberationist socialist whose faith is informed by the teachings of Jesus is that we need to abolish the systems that harm us and take control away from us, which is, in this case, as a public school parent, um, the system of mayoral control. And we need to invest massively in our healing. And healing for us is moving away from an achievement-based educational system of standardized testing, of exclusion, of gifted and talented that separates resources for the few at the expense of the many and break that and have universalist programs, homework helpers for all, tutoring for all, uh, a focus on mental health and wellness and having students and teachers self-determine their own pedagogy as opposed to mayoral donors um, that have been doing it for the past 20 years. Right. And can you talk a little bit about your work uh, as sort of the, the point person for the Homework Helpers Program that was initiated out of the office of uh, Congresswoman uh, uh, Ocasio-Cortez. And also, what was it like uh, working for her? What did you learn from that experience that you might carry up to Albany? So incredibly grateful to the Congresswoman for the opportunity um, to work with her network and her volunteers. I'm a public school parent. My daughter goes to the fifth grade here in the East Bronx. And once the pandemic hit, we felt that sense of chaos that felt sense of lack of control. And we made a call and the congresswoman agreed and said, hey, let's call out to our volunteers, see who would be willing to serve um, our students and provide what we did one-on-one homework help. Um, We did it virtually and we had a massive response, um, over 11,000 people who actually signed up. And we were able to serve 500 students in the last year, provide one-on-one homework help within the district. And parents come to us and say, wow, Having that one-in-one engagement, even if it was virtually, was so critically important. It's ironic because we hear the mayor saying, oh, it's appropriate to have a remote option that's a one to 400 student model. That is entirely opposite of what we did. One-on-one engagement was possible because we were creative. And that's what I think the Congresswoman politics represented. It's something that I learned from her is that we could have we can move away from a reactionary politics of fear mongering and move towards a creative politics of affirming and creating new systems that we can engage with one another. It was a distributive uh, system. We are excited to continue advocating for it. We actually have partnered with many city council members through the Congresswoman's Courage to Change Pact, um, who had endorsed several city council members. And we have homework helpers program happening in Brooklyn, in Bronx, with different city council members. And these are the types of programs that we could have, but we have mayoral control, where the mayor does not want a real remote option and wants to hoard all of the decision-making power and not allow for that expression. So the congresswoman showed that was possible, and I'm excited um, to highlight the contradictions in our system through my campaign. My campaign is going to serve as a political education system Um, and program to let parents know, teachers know, communities know that there is another world possible outside of mayoral control. It's going to get reauthorized this year. 
However, the goal is that it'll end by the next reauthorization, and maybe we'll have a new mayor and governor who will be out of our way by next time. Okay, well, we'll leave it there for now, but Jonathan Soto uh, running for a state assembly seat in District 82 in East Bronx, a parent school activist as well. Thank you so much for joining us on WBAI Radio this evening. And thank you to your audience. These are the communities of Co-op City, Throgs Neck, Pelham Bay, uh, Country Club, um, and parts of Westchester Square. Thank you so much and looking forward to connecting soon, John. Okay. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Okay, we'll uh, be back after this short break, and we'll be joined by uh, State Assembly Member Marcella Matanias, who uh, just a, a couple of years ago ran an insurgent campaign as well against a 26-year incumbent and prevailed and has been one of the uh, you know, real uh, uh, dynamic new members of the state legislature in the past year. 